with White to his right. Brady back again. He steps up, he's hit, and falls forward. He fumbled. And he fumbled the football, and the Eagles have it. It is recovered by Welcome to Dangerously Average Sports Talk. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It's nice. It gets the people going. My name is Aaron Gelvin. I'm your host, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. My guest for this very first episode is a very good friend of mine. His name is Will Birchfield, and we've been watching sports together and talking sports together ever since we were in elementary school. Will currently attends Oklahoma State University, so he has a lot to say about cowboy sports, especially cowboy football. Today, Will and I are going to discuss college football, why it's so great, and what makes it that way. I'm also going to talk about the genius of Oklahoma Sooners head coach, Lincoln Riley. All of that is coming up after Kenny Loggins hits us with a little bit of Danger Zone. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm very, very honored to have a very good friend of mine, Will Birchfield, on as my very first guest for Dangerously Average Sports Talk. Uh, Will, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Aaron. Thanks for thanks for letting me join. I'm pretty excited for this. Let's jump right in. College football, I know it's my favorite sport to watch personally. Uh, I know you, you've always loved college football. You're a big, uh, big college football fan. Currently a junior at Oklahoma State, and you've been going to Oklahoma State games and uh, watching the Cowboys pretty much your whole life. Your parents met there, I know, and uh, you, you've been around Boone Pickens Stadium and around the program for a long, long time. Uh, and, and so the first topic for today, like I said in the uh, introduction, is going to be college football and kind of what makes it so great, why it's so great. And when preparing this podcast, uh, I made a list and I asked Will to do the same of just kind of why we personally love and enjoy college football. And I want to start with one of your uh, points. You've gone to a ton of more college football games than I have. Just talk a little bit about your opinion of the atmospheres and, and how that adds to college football. I kind of start out a little bit by talking about like even, you know, not like even when you're not at the games, like you can make like an entire day of watching you know football like every single Saturday you know there's, there's so much like content and it's fun watching all the teams and me being able to go to um, a lot of the games my family uh, we had season tickets for a couple of years um, but it was it was just, it, it, it's so fun getting to go there like the atmosphere you know everybody is like you're not really you know when somebody scores you're you're not afraid to give a bunch of random people high fives and stuff and uh, it, was, it was really fun the students are storming the field Happy, happy, happy day! At an NFL game, you know, you're, you're watching donors and sponsors in suits up there in suites just kind of sitting there talking. Like, I, I personally would rather watch um, a bunch of just crazy, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds who just love their team and are, are enjoying the Saturday night at, you know, Death Valley down there in Baton Rouge for the LSU Tigers or the the 12th man at, at uh, Kyle Field with the Texas A&M Aggies. So one of the things that we both had on our lists pretty high up was um, upsets, and you actually went into a little more detail on that than I did. Uh, you talked about the unpredictability of it and just kind of how 
anything can happen and that's another thing that that i agree i love that about the college game that you don't always necessarily get with some of the uh some of the some weeks in the nfl there's not a lot of you know big interesting upsets or, or just crazy moments the mountaineers have just beat the michigan wolverines when uh appalachian state beat michigan you know like yes it's just like a bunch of you know comparing to like the super highly recruited people to like people or you know kids being in like a small school and coming in and upsetting you know the big you know it's it's, it's really i i think there's an aspect of that that it's more it makes more of an impact on you like wow that's more you know what i mean like that that makes more of an impact um as opposed to like an nfl upset you know what i mean because like you know they're all professional playing nfl football but then it's just like you know when when you got unrecruited kids or you know less recruited kids beating beating kids that are you know super super highly recruited highly you know and then the programs being smaller or bigger I, I think there's a big impact when it comes to that absolutely so let's change gears a little bit um something that i really wanted to talk about today lincoln riley and uh kind of his genius and how how much i love watching his offense how how spoiled i as an ou fan have been over the years one of the things that i am most impressed with is his ability to adapt and evolve and kind of fit his offense to the quarterback that he's got and, and to the players that he's got. This is a clip from Lincoln Riley. This is actually an interview from last year when he had Jalen Hurts talking at the beginning of the season to Joel Klatt uh, of Fox Sports. I heard a coach say this years ago, if your system is not a quarterback friendly system, you need to find a new system. Baker could really process and handle a lot. Kyler, obviously, his athleticism. Yeah, and then Jalen, it's such a different scenario. You know, I had each one of those other guys for multiple years. Right. This one will barely be a calendar year. So you start with Baker Mayfield, and he's a bit undersized, and he's not this great athlete, and, you know, he does have the ability to be really accurate, and he can escape and kind of improvise and, and make those magical plays escaping pressure in the pocket that you can't really teach, you can't really coach. Um, but he had Baker here for three years. And then you have Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is just dripping and just oozing with athleticism. He's so fast. He's so quick. So you change the offense up a little bit. You're running the quarterback a lot more. And he is even smaller than Baker. He's skinnier. Um, so you're not running him a lot inside between the numbers. You're running him outside. Let's get him in space. Let's get him on the edge. So the offense changed. The offense um took kind of a new identity and then you have Jalen Hurts for a year and he is so big and so strong and so athletic and powerful and the offense shifts once again you have him running between the tackles more and inside and just picking up a few yards here and there he's not the burner that Kyler Murray was but he was still effective even though he wasn't the thrower that Kyler or Baker was and I think that speaks to a lot of what Lincoln Riley can do. You have kind of a pocket passer with Baker, a dual threat speed guy with Kyler, a dual threat power guy with Jalen, and now you have Spencer Rattler. And Spencer Rattler is a bit different because he's he's young. He doesn't have the experience that these other guys had. Uh, just give me your thoughts really quick about Spencer Rattler, what you kind of saw prior to that Texas game, and then what you saw when he wasn't playing so well and then when he sort of turned it around and, and helped that team win um just kind of an overview of, of spencer rattler's day 
from from what I've seen of him, um, he uh, I, I think I think he'll be a real good quarterback. You know, obviously you're talking about his you know athleticism and he's got a good arm. He just gotta um, improve on that uh, the decision making, just like you know Spencer Sanders. Um, I I think I think Rattler will improve. I think um, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with I think he just needs to be um, to, to to grab grab some of that confidence he has. Um, you know, deep inside of him. As soon as he gets that confidence, and I'm sure he'll get. I think OU will really start rolling now that they've 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 beaten Texas, and I, I think Spencer Rattler's probably gotten um, some of those uh, cobwebs out, even though he you know he wasn't playing so well um, in in the the earlier parts of the game, but. Um, I, I think he'll, he'll really end up being a good quarterback for you guys. I was encouraged by what I saw against Texas, especially in the overtimes, and I think you're on the money with the um, with the confidence thing. It, it started to become him kind of looking. It, it wasn't as much him looking down and looking around and going, oh, man, I got to make something happen here because I'm five-star Spencer Rattler. It was you, you nailed it with that throw. It was um, – one of their first touchdowns in the overtime. It was to Austin Stogner, the tight end, who's also a young player. It was, that's the throw I'm making. Boom, right there. And he made it. Maybe it wasn't the best decision, as you pointed out, but he made the throw. He made the game-winning throw to Drake Stoops um, on that last touchdown on the money. Yeah, he made some gutsy plays in that overtime for sure. Well, man, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it was really, really important for me when I was brainstorming this podcast and starting this thing to have a really good rapport with each and every guest that I brought on this show. So um, I think we accomplished that, and I, I'm really thankful you were able to uh, come on and join me today. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. It was a lot of fun. I think, I think a lot of people will be enjoying your podcast. Once again, thank you so much for joining me today for episode number one of Dangerously Average Sports Talk. I'm your host, Aaron Gelvin, and episode number two will be coming soon to both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And remember, pain heals, cheeks dig scars, glory lasts forever. <laughs>